Welcome to Garbage and Gold. The podcast that is jubilantly jolly, scarcely Scrooge-like, and notoriously on the nice list. Oh, I'm Lisa. And I am Lindsay. Each week, we pick the worst and the best of a certain topic and present our ideas for each other and for you listeners. Then, you all have the ability to weigh in on who you agree with more and share your picks with us. We will give you more information about how you can do that at the end of the show. But before we dive into our topic for this week's episode, let's hit the recap and poll results from last week's episode. So, Lisa, the poll results are in for our movie theater snacks episode. Yes. And uh, they are interesting. Okay. Okay. In the garbage showdown between my garbage of snow caps mm-hmm. and your garbage of pickles. <laughs> Yes. I can't believe you do win. <laughs> Who has even heard of pickles at a movie theater? And then in our gold showdown between my gold of anything that I have snuck in yes. and your gold of milk duds, I do win. Uh, we are not law abiding people. Okay. So good. Mm-hmm. 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 Lisa. I did appreciate, I forget who it was that said it. I think it was maybe Dicera, but um, sneaking in milk duds (laughs) was like her ultimate goal. And it made me real happy. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) My actual listener comment is from uh, Not Josh at IO Netrunner for knowing about the pickle situation because he said he's in Pittsburgh and people worship pickles there, which is something that I will not be going into, but also for his high key stealth moves of how he brings drinks into the theater. Did you see it on Twitter? He like sent photos. That was amazing. All right. What about you? What's your uh, what's your listener comment this week? Um, well, I have a lot of listener comments. I, I would just like to say a huge thank you to everyone who listed all of the things that they have snuck into movie theaters or like the highlights. Like one person, mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, was like, yeah, we went to like a bakery beforehand. Yes, that is amazing. Who doesn't want donuts in the middle of a movie? <sighs> Nobody. Um, but my listener comment is from Emmeline Taylor 13 on Instagram, who <laughs> responded to my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> from last week i should have known this was coming i totally forgot about it okay <laughs> easy Lindsay sweep for me this week pickles mm-hmm. are the bomb regardless if it's a weird snack in a movie anything is better than snowdrops also chipotle at the movies yes please mm-hmm. i mean she's not wrong easy <sighs> Lindsay sweep that's what know. i like to hear I think if I'm at the movies, I need something that I want to eat, something I do not need utensils for. Lisa, we've already talked about this, <laughs> and I have won. So, so I don't no know what we're doing up. here. Is it the yeah. recap? No. No, we're not no. going to talk about this no. anymore. Um, my other <laughs> listener comment is from Dane, and I don't know Dane's Twitter, but Dane responded with, Lisa is a snack. Yeah, mm. appreciate that. So is Lindsay. <laughs> let's, let's keep that in mind. Lindsay is a snack, Dane, but thank you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a what a week it's been for us. I will say, I will say, just like high key, legit, wonderfully, that was one of my favorite episodes that we've done, I think. It was really fun. Like, just all around. It was a really, really fun one, so I, I liked it a lot. Do we wanna do we wanna talk about the fact that this is episode 51? And then next next week is like our 52nd, and that's a year of episodes. 
Happy almost one year anniversary. I know. Because we also talked about you had a really good idea of how to celebrate our our year anniversary. Do you remember what it is? And would you like to share it? <laughs> um, I do not remember what it is. So Lindsay's great idea for <laughs> to celebrate our one year anniversary, which also comes right around New Year's, Christmas, New Year's. It's all around that same time. Uh, we are going to release three of our director cuts episodes Ooh, do you remember this now oh, that's right idea what a good idea i had <laughs> for free so usually those are behind a paywall on patreon but we are going to release mm-hmm. those to the public for free here's my other great idea for the one year anniversary okay. that we do a recount on 90s music okay just because you have dante's belmont as one extra vote <laughs> i think i can win it's not how this confident. works, Lindsay. I feel confident. In it's this. not how this works. Lisa, give this give this one thing to me. <laughs> okay. Re-release. <laughs> Would I win? And I think the answer is yes. <laughs> and I'm not doing this for myself. I am doing this for Scott Wyland. That's the name I couldn't remember from Stone Temple Pilots last time. That we definitely and weren't going to Google. Oh my God. And Kurt Cobain. No, I actually legit did not Google it. And like, no, 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 no. I meant just like during went. the episode. Like we could have done it then. We're just like, yeah. oh no, it's Scott from STP. No, I legit like sat up and went, oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. It'd be like that. Like three days mm-hmm. later. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for them. Yeah, right. Because they need that. They they need that validation they, beyond the grave. They uh huh. Do. <laughs> All right. I think we're I think we're done with movie theater snack recaps. I, I agree. <laughs> so let's get on to the show. So Lisa, it is the most wonderful time of the year. It is Christmas week. It is Christmas week. We're here at the end of 2019. Our <laughs> topic for today is Christmas movies. Yes, Christmas, Christmas movies. movies. Christmas How movies. How do you feel in general about Christmas movies? Not good. Yeah, same. There's a lot of good. There's also just a lot of bad ones. Right. Right. Yes. So Absolutely. I'm sure that you've done some research on Christmas I have. movies. I have. We talked a little bit about this last time, uh, but I just want to clarify what we mean when we say Christmas movie because yes. there are lots of different ways to define it. So in our deliberation today we are talking about christmas movies which means that some aspect of the christmas season informs our experience of the story in a significant way so it has to be a movie that has christmas as part of the narrative basically and the part of the narrative that matters to the overall plot of the movie so it's not just like oh they had christmas yeah right or a christmas scene Right, 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 right. Or a movie that is traditionally watched at Christmas or something like that. Because maybe your mm-hmm. family watches Jurassic Park every Christmas, which is super rad. And I'm definitely behind that. But it is not a Christmas movie. So. Right. Yeah. So a background on Christmas. I'm going to talk about Krampus because okay. I love I, Krampus. Okay. I call a moratorium on Krampus. Why? Well, you talk about Krampus all the time. Why can't you talk about Christmas? Because I don't want to talk about Christmas. I want to talk about Krampus. And I did the research. So for those of you who don't know about Krampus. Note to self. Please, can you write this down? Because you know I don't write down the notes. No. I just put my pencil down. down. (laughs) (laughs) Can you write down that next year, if we are still doing the podcast, anytime we talk about Christmas things, that I will now, from now on, do the research (laughs) so we don't have to deal with Krampus. What is wrong with you? Uh, 
In Central European folklore, Krampus <laughs> is a horned anthropomorphic figure described as half goat, half demon, who during the Christmas season punishes children who misbehaved. So he is the dark side of Santa. Yeah, so he goes with Christmas, Christmas, but he's like children. Your Christmas nightmares, yeah. children. That's what we like to talk about like, here yeah. on the Garbage of Gold podcast. Yep. Lisa, yeah. this well, is ridiculous. Maybe you, you shouldn't have been a jerk all cramp- year, Timmy. Then you, you wouldn't have to me- worry about Krampus. We are cutting this Krampus stuff from the final episode. Like you- the final cut. I hate all of this. <laughs> now you've put me in a mood. I was in a good Christmas yeah. mood before this. Get in it. This is what Krampus is about, Lindsay. It is about the darkness of Christmas. Let it flow through you is he a christmas movie it there's a krampus christmas movie you yeah there's a movie so you could (laughs) you could make the krampus movie as your gold why is this your research i object to the research i'm gonna look up i veto this research i need you to know there's a krampus phone number can we call krampus no lisa you can call krampus on your own time i'm very busy and i don't want to talk about krampus anymore (laughs) <sighs> this is the worst research we've ever had. Everybody knows what Christmas movies are. Come on, no, you know they this. Don't, Lisa. You are setting the stage for our discussion. Krampus does not set the stage for our discussion at all. Anyway, so we're gonna tell us about our favorite garbage. No, our favorite Christmas movies. Um, so garbage. I guess maybe we even have differences of how we did garbage because we've done this before too of like a garbage movie villain when we deliberated those so mm-hmm. um yeah so when you do your garbage talk about why i guess specifically it's garbage because it doesn't fit the theme or because it's just a terrible movie or whatever mm. so yes all right garbage christmas movie no 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 you what? have not presented any research on christmas movies i did i did no you didn't you I talked did. about krampus for eight minutes and that did nothing <laughs> for christmas movies i did what Christmas movie is. It's a, a movie which is moving pictures about the Christmas season that impacts the narrative in a significant way. Oh, we are fighting. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm typing a thing. Okay, what was the first Christmas movie? I don't know. Krampus? I, I wish. It is Santa Claus. 1898, world's first Christmas movie by George Albert Smith. It looks absolutely terrifying. Please don't Google it. Oh my God, it's on the YouTube. So there you go. It's a, is it a? It's only a minute long. Well, I suppose it probably took like four years mm. to make in 19, right. 1898. So anyway, there right. you go. Now right. I did some research. You feel better? <laughs> I do. <sighs> okay, Lindsay, what's your garbage Christmas movie? <laughs> A garbage Christmas movie, Lisa. I do have some honorable mentions. Yeah. One honorable mention, the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies. They're the worst. They're not good. I don't think I saw any of them past the first one, but I can't imagine they're any better. Um, And then I also don't like the Jim Carrey's Grinch movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Partly because, spoiler alert, the original 1960s Grinch cartoon is one of my honorable mentions for gold. Oh, okay. I do enjoy that one greatly. Okay. But my garbage Christmas movie. Yes. Is It's a Wonderful Life. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm going hardcore after tradition. You are, and I'm here for it. 
Yes. So It's a Wonderful Life was released in 1946. It was not a box office success in the 1946 uh, year. It came around later as something that people like for Christmas. It is starring J- Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed, and Lionel Barrymore. And according to IMDb, the plot of the movie is George Bailey has spent his entire life giving of himself to the people of Bedford Falls. He has always longed to travel, but never had the opportunity um, because he has been working to protect the town from rich Mr. Potter. All that prevents Mr. Potter from taking over the town is George George's modest building and loan company. Mm. But on Christmas Eve, George Bailey finds out he is $8,000 short. Mm. And he will be thrown in jail. So he contemplates suicide. And while he is contemplating suicide, an angel helps him see what life would be like for people if he did not exist. Mm-hmm. And that is the plot <laughs> of the movie. Clarence the angel helps George Bailey see that he in fact lives a wonderful life and Clarence earns his wings. And <laughs> and that's a movie that people watch every year for Christmas. By choice. By choice. <laughs> sometimes, I guess not always, but sometimes. <laughs> um mental health and suicide are not things to joke about and if those are things you struggle with please 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 get help because an angel is not going to appear to you in the middle of that to show you what life would be like clarence is not going to come if he did not exist yes he's already earned his wings he's he's not coming back Mm -hmm. so one of the things i i thought would maybe come up in the research and shockingly it didn't was that christmas movies tend to have very specifically christmasy themes which are usually very um, feel good and mm. sweet and mm. this one is that to the max it is yeah. just too sappy it's too sweet it's too saccharine it's too much of this like Christmas something it's just it's just too much mm. the other reason why is the acting is not good no Jimmy Stewart is a fantastic actor this is not him at his best his voice drives me bananas I do uh, not no I cannot take his voice uh uh-uh. uh and Donna Reed, known for many things, being a fantastic actress is not one of them. <laughs> I love you, Donna Reed. I love all the things that you did for women in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. But you aren't like some fantastic actress. And then Lionel Barrymore is the other one. I don't even know who he is. I'm sure he's probably related to Drew. And yes. that's about all I know. Yep. yep. Um, It's just not good acting. The children, the child actors they have in it are also not good. Mm-hmm. And, like, the scenes that stick in your mind are those ones where the kid's like, look, daddy, my teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. It's terrible. That was a better interpretation of that line (laughs) than a small child did. And then the writing is super simplistic. Like, these are big themes that are coming like around the depression or right after the depression and right after war and there's just it's a weird time and Mm -hmm. then for the writing to be this simple about everything like besides the look daddy an angel gets its wings at one point clarence looks at george bailey and says remember george no man is a failure who has friends oh that's not true i know that's just a straight up lie yeah Having friends is important. I'm with I'm, yeah. I agree with that. That's but. a shocking statement for you. <laughs> so on Rotten Tomatoes, the tagline of this movie is it is the holiday classic to define all holiday classics. It's a Wonderful Life is one of a handful of films worth an annual viewing. No, it is not. That's just a straight lie also. 
the Rotten Tomato scores are super high, and I just think it is about nostalgia. Yes, only. Yes, yes. It's it's boring. It's dumb. Yep. It's too sweet. Yep. It's just yeah. Yep. I don't. I'm not a fan. Yes, I I agree with you, and that actually that will fold into my garbage a little bit when we get there of it just being nostalgia based because I think Christmas is a time when we become wistful and we rom. It's one of those holidays that's like it can be kind of romanticy, like in in sweet yeah. and cute, whatever. So I think a lot of feelings are just happening at Christmas time. It's also the end of the year, so there's just kind of this reflective period happening, whatever. So I think that's where it's a wonderful life, really was able to, I guess, not being successful at the time, but in the after effect, because they do all of those like super uh, expected things, I guess, of just like nothing was original, nothing was creative. It's like they took very, very loosely a Christmas Carol. Is that the one with Scrooge? So it's a very loose adaptation of that, but done real bad. It, you're right. I think A Christmas Carol does it better and it's just a weird interpretation. And like, like I get it. Like you do love a sappy Christmas movie sometimes, yeah. but there are other sappy Christmas movies that are just better than this one. That are good. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. So that was my garbage, Lisa. All right. Okay. What is your garbage? Yep. My, I have a couple honorable mentions. Also, um, mine are sappy rom-coms just because I feel like, again, it, it capitalizes on Christmas as like a romantic mm-hmm. thing. And Christmas in actuality, like Christmas can be fine, but a lot of times Christmas is like high key stressful and it's like, I don't know. It just doesn't ever feel super romantic to me. I'm like, whatever. Mm. So I just, I don't know. Fine. Also, any of those old school Frosty or Rudolph, like the stop motion animation, all those creep me out. I, okay, here's a confession, which is probably going to get me blasted. I've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas because it's that same stop motion animation. And I just, I can't do it. I cannot. It freaks me out. A Nightmare Before Christmas seems so up your lane, though. I know it does. I know. I know. It seems like it's everything I would love. It's just the animation style. I can't. So those are my honorable mentions for garbage. But my number one garbage, I'm also going to attack your nostalgia. I'm going with A Christmas Story as my garbage. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anti-leg lamps also. <laughs> um. Yeah, I am. So <laughs> Is it fair? You should I- be. <laughs> Everyone should be anti-leg lamps, if we're honest. I'm fine with fishnets. Not super great about the leg lamps. So, um, based on the humorous writings, questionable, of Arthur Gene Shepard, this beloved holiday movie follows the wintry exploits of youngster Ralphie Parker, who spends most of his time dodging a bully and dreaming of his ideal Christmas gift, which is a Red Ryder air rifle. Frequently at odds with his cranky dad, but comforted by his doting mother, Ralphie struggles to make it to Christmas Day with his glasses and his hopes intact. Everybody has seen this movie because it is played so much. And it's one doesn't, of those. What, doesn't ahead. TBS play it like 24 hours or they something? They do a 24-hour marathon. Yep. They yep. sure do. Which is 12 yeah. in a row, which is 12 too many. So I think I'd rather watch the Yule Log. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Have you seen? Yeah. Okay, this is a nerd cut for you, which you're not probably going to care about, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So, okay, they- what is with you prejudging me? <laughs> First, the mask. Okay, like you don't see. like sports. Let's see. I just said you didn't know sports as well. So, yeah, which that's worse. <laughs> so there's a We're Yule log. Make it to fifty two. So they have it's a Yule log, except it's Darth Vader like on top. You know. Oh, from- that's so cool. His funeral pyre. <laughs> 
Your voice went up six octaves. <laughs> I love it. You didn't even yeah. bait me that time. I didn't. <laughs> I'm on to you. <laughs> it's presented in a series of vignettes. So there's narration provided by the adult Ralphie. So it's similar to The Sandlot, which is a great movie, but this one is not. And it's reminiscing mm. on one particular Christmas when he was nine. It's all about him wanting this gun, and it's him dodging his bullies, and his mom being like... His dad is okay. Let's start with his dad, I guess. His dad is like a jerk and like very scary right. and weird. And then his mom like goes the other extreme. And so there's just these weird dynamics that just like make me like queasy. I hate watching it. So like even that part, I'm like, ugh, gross. Like, cause who's mommy's little piggy scene? Do you remember yeah. that? It's just weird, man. Try and not to. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. All of the presents are opened on, on Christmas, and he's disappointed he didn't get the one thing he wanted. But then his his father, the old man, looks at one last present that was hidden, and he gets the Red Rider gun he wanted. So, mm-hmm. and then the big reveal is that he goes out back to shoot his BB gun, and it ricochets and knocks his glasses off, and he thought he had shot his eye out, which is what they kept (laughs) saying would happen. But it doesn't happen. Why? It's garbage. It's overhyped. It's one of those Mm -hmm. movies that people are like, oh, a Christmas story's on. That's so fun. Hi, he's going to visit Santa. You'll shoot your eye out. Oh, his tongue is stuck to the pole. Like, it's it's so stupid. It's so campy. And it's not done in a way that's particularly fun. Like, sometimes it's making fun of itself and sometimes it's not. And so the tone is really muddy. And I don't like that. It's overplayed for sure because of the overhype. The 24-hour marathon Mm -hmm. is just insane. It's just, it's really not good. And I think part of that is because vignettes are not a great storytelling device for a narrative, Mm -hmm. for a Christmas narrative. If we are doing a series of short stories, fine. Or similar to this, but which is actually done really well, is Love Actually, where you have the different Mm. pieces and different relationships and how they all overlap. Those, Mm -hmm. you could argue, are vignettes that are that, you know, tell a narrative. This is not. This is just like random stories that are put together about some kids like super not great family and super not great Christmas. And I don't love that. We are on to actually good Christmas movies, gold mm-hmm. ones even. So, Lindsay, what mm-hmm. is what is a gold Christmas movie and some honorable mentions for you that we can actually appreciate and love? So what's interesting is I'm not usually a fan of Christmas movies, but mm-hmm. I do have very specific ones that I watch every year. Mm-hmm. And they are my gold and my honorable mention for gold. OK, um, uh, while you were sleeping, I mm-hmm. unlike you do enjoy a romantic Christmas comedy, yep. um, which would also under, uh, then explain why I really enjoy watching Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> yes, it does. There's <laughs> something great about... Because those especially, though, like you watch kind of ironically. Like, right. oh, here's the formula. How is mm-hmm. this going to play out? And then you're like, oh, he's terrible. Or she's terrible. Or, ooh, what a surprise. The yeah. town needs something. Right. And everyone comes together to fix it. But anyway. Yes. My honorable mention, uh, While You Were Sleeping, I love that movie. It is mm-hmm. such a good early Sandra Bullock movie. And Bill Pullman, what a what a hunk. Mm-hmm. Bill Pullman in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the OG Grinch, love that one. Yeah. I do, my honorable mention is Love Actually for Christmas movies. That, is, that is on the list. It's one of the few um, and this rom-coms one, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this one is, it was almost my gold. It was my gold until like 
three hours ago. <laughs> it is White Christmas. Oh, um, okay. Which I think could have a lot of the same issues as It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. But because of Danny Kaye and some of the other stuff, it doesn't take itself so seriously. So it is right. sappy and sweet, but also like it's got some other stuff going on and seems right. to kind of understand itself for what it is. Yes. And then as promised last week, my favorite Hallmark Christmas movie, the gold <laughs> of Hallmark Christmas movies for me is a movie that I think came out last year. It's called coming home for Christmas and it stars Winnie Cooper from the wonder years, Danica <laughs> McKellar. My gold Christmas movie is elf. Oh, it's a good one. Elf was released in 2003 and has become a classic quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the plot of Elf is Buddy the Elf was a baby in an orphanage who stowed away in Santa's bag and ended up at the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And later, as an adult human who happened to be raised by elves, Santa allows him, or kind of sends him, to New York City to find his birth father, mm-hmm. Walter Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Hobbs, on Santa's naughty list for being a heartless jerk, had no idea that Buddy was even born. Buddy, meanwhile, experiences the delights of New York City and human culture as only an elf can. When Walter's relationship with Buddy interferes with his job, Walter is forced to reevaluate his priorities. Mm-hmm. This movie, mm-hmm. Lisa. I know, it's really good. So some of the reasons why I think it is gold. Um, it is the epitome of what a Christmas music sh- music, what a Christmas movie should be. Right. It's silly. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It leans into like this sweetness, but like totally like winks mm-hmm. at it, breaks mm-hmm. the fourth wall. Is Absolutely. like, look how silly we are. Yep. It is Christmas in a in a beautiful beautiful way. Yep. Um. Also, it is gold because of Bob Newhart. Seriously. I was going to say Newhart that. Bob Newhart mm-hmm. is my favorite old man. Yeah, he's really great. The Another reason, it's Will Ferrell. Like, Will Ferrell as a child is maybe yeah. Will Ferrell at his best. Like, I know yes. other people will push back and be like, I like him as this. That's right. fine. My favorite Will Ferrell is yes. Elf Will Ferrell. You know... I think the fish out of water storyline thing is something that gets played a lot. Mm -hmm. And this one gets played perfectly. Right. And so it doesn't feel overdone. It just feels super, super fun. Right. And it has that the a theme in a lot of Christmas movies that we see, I guess, just in a lot of movies in general. But it seems to be with Christmas movies, especially the ones we've mentioned, where someone has like a change of heart. There's a transformation. So you have that piece in here with Buddy's dad, which is kind of fun. And just like, you know, having to believe in Santa or it's not going to work, whatever, just that kind of stuff. But it's done like it's a part of the story, but it is not the driving force of the story for him to have a change of heart. Like it, like you said, it's more about the fish out of water. It's so good. It is. It's so quotable too. It's so quotable. And that was my, that was my last reason why it's gold is is so quotable. So good luck getting through your Christmas season without hearing the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear Mm -hmm. or you smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa (laughs) or Santa's coming. I know him or son of a nutcracker. And then good luck just in life. And maybe you just have to be friends with me to hear uh, to not hear. I like to whisper too. And bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. And I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. And last but not least, you sit on a throne of lies. If you are in my life for any period of time, you will have one of those said to you. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. There are, I would say that there's a lot of things to like about that movie, but I think that might be my favorite. So when he's working at the toy store and Santa comes and just like, yes. this is because it is very fun and it's very Will Ferrell, but he acts it super well too of like the oh, devastation so well. of like, who's this guy? Like, this isn't Santa. Like, what in the, what is yeah. happening? Like, just his, oh my God, it's so good. You know, if you if you are a Will Ferrell fan and you watch like Anchorman, you mm-hmm. don't think that this is in him and it it is so... It's just yes. so wonderful. It is mm-hmm. beautiful. And God bless Will Ferrell for wearing that elf costume <laughs> around the streets of New York City for as often he's, as he did. He's big. Like, he's God, a big man, too. God yeah, bless you, Will Ferrell. It's so good. It's mm-hmm. a good one. It's a good one. Like I said, it was it was on Thank my top you. for sure. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, Lisa. Yeah. We have heard my gold choice. What is your gold Christmas movie? Yeah. My honorable mentions for gold mm. include... Uh, another take on A Christmas Carol is Scrooged with Bill Murray. I really like that one because I think it's fun and weird and I love it. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, another oh, very classic. Uh, uh, Russ, a little not here. <laughs> so good. Home Alone is another mm, classic another Christmas movie. And then also Gremlins is considered a Christmas movie. <laughs> Specifically Gremlins. Is, that is correct. Kremlins 2. Uh, I like that one, I think, better than the first, actually. But anyway, Kremlins is a good one. Okay. But my actual Great. my actual gold, this is going to be very on brand for me, but it's honestly, it's one of my favorite movies of all time ever, but it is also my favorite Christmas movie. And one I like to watch at Christmas, it is Edward Scissorhands. Okay, so Lisa, I haven't watched Edward Scissorhands in a very long time. Yeah. I don't think it registers for me as a Christmas movie. Yep. Like, so, when I watched it, I didn't realize it was a it was set at Christmas. Yep. It's definitely set at Christmas. And I will I will get to the um the Christmassy stuff that happens with it too, actually. But okay. so the plot of Edward Scissorhands is thus. A scientist builds an animated human being, Edward, and the scientist dies before he can finish assembling him. So that leaves him with a freakish appearance accentuated with scissor blades instead of hands. So a loving suburban saleswoman, Peg, who is Diane Weist, discovers Edward and takes him home. And then he falls in love with um, Winona Ryder, Peg's daughter. And then despite his kindness and artistic talent, Edward's hands make him an outcast. So how this is a Christmas movie, other than it being set at Christmas and Christmas, you know, whatever. So the scientist, it like shows him he's making a bunch of Christmas toys and he's making a bunch of Christmassy things. And then he tries to make Edward. And then before he... I want to say he dies either right at or right before Christmas with Edward. And then the movie ends, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, it came out in 1990, so I don't know what to tell you, but at the very end. And so then he goes back to the um, the house that he grew up in on Christmas, and he's like making it snow, basically, from the top of that. So, but I will mm-hmm. also tie in more Christmas themes as we go so it's a 19 it came out in 1990 it's a romantic dark fantasy film directed by tim burton and it was produced by burton denise denavi and it was written by carolyn thompson and she wrote it with uh tim burton johnny depp plays the artificial man named edward uh the scientist is vincent price which is one of the reasons why this movie is gold because god i love vincent price okay So this movie is the fourth collaboration between Burton and the film score composer Danny Elfman. And because it's got a beautiful soundtrack to it, too. And Burton and Elfman both consider Edward Scissorhands their most personal and favorite work. 
Some facts about Edward Scissorhands before I get into why it is a gold Christmas movie. The character Edward, I guess, is based on a drawing Tim Burton did in high school. And Edward is also based on Thompson's dog. That idea of it being like this vulnerable, I don't know how to act here. I don't know how to belong here. So they draw from her from her dog, I guess, in that sense. Other people that they considered for the film, they really wanted Tom Cruise, did not work out. Thank you, baby Jesus, that it was not Tom Cruise. They also wanted Gary Oldman, Tom Hanks, Jim Carrey, William Hurt, and Robert Downey Jr. considered for the film. Cruise was a favorite, but he didn't like how it ended. The character of the inventor was created specifically for Vincent Price, and it was his last major role before he passed away. So that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. because it's just so him, like just the the weird, creepy, but there's like this caring element to it. It's just very Vincent Pricey. So anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's why it's a gold Christmas movie, Lindsay. This is how I mean, it's a gold movie, but here's why it's a gold Christmas movie other than it having Christmas in it is the main message that we can take away from Edward Scissorhands is one of hope it really draws on that is there is that transformation because right away the mom takes edward in and she's just like well of course they would and so he has to like you know kind of fit in with the neighborhood or whatever so you're not by yourself you're not alone like emotionally he's not alone because the family takes him in and then when he's having a hard time adapting then he has he goes back up to his house and castle and then Winona Ryder follows him there because he's not physically alone either so being together at Christmas is definitely a Christmas theme but then also just having a place where you belong even if you our weird matters so i mean i think kudos to you for uh trying to get philosophical about this movie and making <laughs> it about hope so that it fits with christmas um it like i, I think it's a fine movie it to me it doesn't scream christmas it screams weird and odd which you know so it's also i mean again it's unique it's very rewatchable and it has it's a very good message and a really unique visual package so it's one of those movies that i like to watch over and over again again so like elf for different reasons obviously but elf is really rewatchable and really fun because it's quotable and all that stuff Mm -hmm. edward scissorhands there's just all these nuances and this like but yeah it starts with and ends with it being christmas season in the movie too so it like starts his journey and ends his journey on christmas yeah no lisa i hear you it's just an odd choice and and the more philosophical you get the more it just becomes an odd choice Mm -mm. it's so good it's so good you are you are allowed to love it i am allowed to love homework christmas movies you are that is a thing but it's just like i don't have anything to add to the conversation because it's it's weird and it would not be something i would watch with my family like it would freak out small children it would freak out small children. Why? Because he has scissors for hands, Lisa. Why do I have to explain it? It's in the title. Uh, because, but he's different. And it's important to know that people are different. And he's not, because he looks different, does not mean that he is scary. He is an other. And it's about embracing the other and seeing them for who they are. He is this kind, gentle soul who happens to have a disformity on his hands. It doesn't make him scary. And I think it's important for kids to know that too sometimes i get worried about your brain like what oh yeah you should be things that you pick out as christmas Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. like it just makes me concerned Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lisa why can't you ever just go mainstream (laughs) 
Like, what do you think it is about you that is like, oh, everyone else likes this? I'm going to choose this. You know what it is, Lindsay? It's because I embrace... Had a rock tumbler. (laughs) How dare you bring up the rock tumbler when I'm already vulnerable, Lindsay? My God. (laughs) No, I embrace the punk music mentality and lifestyle. Okay. Lindsay, let's hit that recap and tell listeners how to vote. <laughs> you guys can go and vote for our garbage choices. <laughs> My garbage choice of It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> or Lisa's garbage choice of A Christmas Story using the hashtags Lindsay Garbage or Lisa Garbage. And vote for our gold choices. My gold choice of Elf or Lisa's odd gold choice of Edward Scissor's hands, scissor hands using the hashtags Lindsay Gold or Lisa Gold on our Instagram and Twitter accounts at Garbage Gold Pod. Anyway, yeah, tell us because we like to hear what you guys think and we like chatting with you about your choices. Ooh, I'm crying. Get up in our feeds. Tell us your feels. Do that thing. And we've been doing this thing where we've been, um, if you've been voting the correct way on Twitter and Instagram, we've been giving away swag. So this is our last week we're doing it. So it's not going to matter this week, but where I'm going to choose a winner from last week. I need to do that now with my random number generator. It is number six, who is not Josh. So, okay. I will get stuff to you, not Josh. I will send all the swag out. If you've won, I will get it sent out this week. So. Thank you, not Josh, for voting in the movie theater snacks episode. We will share our poll results for the Christmas movies episode and our favorite listener comments on our next episode, number 52, which is in danger. We'll see what happens. (laughs) If you haven't done so already, if you could head on over to iTunes or wherever it is you listen to us every week and give us a rate, review, and subscribe, we would really appreciate that. And if you want more of us, you should hit up our Patreon where we already have that we've completed our Masked Singer coverage today. It's done, guys. Masked Singer season two is finished. It's completed. We did the whole thing and we survived that. If we survived that, I really feel like we can get to 52. (laughs) I don't know. We also have director's cuts from all of our all of our episodes <laughs> for $2 or $5 a month. You might not want to listen to the director's cut of this episode. I'm just saying. You might want to just use the edited one and save yourself some time because there's going to be a lot I of stuff seriously, in there. I'm like, I'm crying right now. I am not. So, and then... You can join us next week when we deliberate the garbage and gold of karaoke. Karaoke! Because it's like over New Year's Eve, that kind of vibe mm-hmm. when you're going to go out and do fun stuff. So yeah, the garbage and gold of karaoke. <sighs> Are we done, Lindsay? <sighs> it was nice knowing y'all. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 51 Weeks. Yep. Oh, God. Really okay. thought once we hit 45, <laughs> we'd be fine, but nope. Nope. 51 was the magic number. Okay. 51 was it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Bye. (laughs) 